and welcome to another Tea Break podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Gemma. In this podcast, we are looking at the legendary Lady Godiva, who is responsible for one of the best known stories in British history, when she apparently rode naked through the Coventry marketplace to free the city from a harsh tax imposed by her husband. What, are you telling me that she was real? Lady Godiva, yes. And we know this from mentions of her in church records and charters in which her name is written as Godgifu, meaning gift of God. Although some care must be taken as that was a popular name and there are contemporaries who had who also shared that name. Further proof of her existence can be found in the records of the gifts she gave to the church, including donations of money and land to many religious houses across the country. Okay, so likelihood is that she was a real person. So what about her riding naked? I mean, that's a strong maybe. Okay, then. Tell us about her. She was born around 990 AD. And whilst we do not have the name of her parents, we know she was of noble rank. She held lands in lots of locations, including Coventry and Warwickshire. Despite this being allowed under Anglo-Saxon law, it was unusual for women of the time, making her the first woman mentioned in the Doomsday Book. The Libra in Lessis, written at, at Ely Abbey towards the end of the 12th century, writes that Lady Godiva was a widow before her marriage to Leofric, the Earl of Mercia and Lord of Coventry, which took, which took place sometime before 1010. She was said to have a kind and pious nature. It was said that along with her husband, she gave many jewels and holy relics to the monasteries in Coventry and that, quote, their very walls seemed to narrow for, for all this treasure. Some believe that Leofric was converted to religion by his wife after her naked bride, although this and much of what we know of Leofric is open to interpretation. Okay, so what do we know about her husband? Leofric was made Earl of Mercia by King Canute, who, according to the Chronicle of Crowned Abbey, held him in great affection. He was one of the three great earls of the 11th century who took an active role in public affairs. As always, when myth has come... As always, when myth has become blended with history, there are varying views about him and his character. How so? Well, some suggest that he was a tyrant who tyrannised the church and did not hold the same religious convictions as his wife, nor her fondness for the Midlands and its populace. Whilst others believe that the label of tyrant was given to him to add to the Lady Godiva legend and consider him a wise and religious figure. The latter seems more likely as there are no contemporary sources that record him as being cruel. But many accounts of his political savvy, such as his ability to prevent civil war by acting as mediator between Edward the Confessor and Earl Goodwin in 1051. It's also said that he showed generosity towards the church beyond that of other lords of the time. What about the story of her ride then? The story goes that an unpopular tax was levied on the people and Leofric made sure his people paid it. And in 1041 was involved, perhaps reluctantly, in the pillage and destruction of Worcester after the people killed a royal tax collector. The heavy taxation caused the people of Coventry distress, and upon, witness- and upon witnessing this, Lady Godiva wanted to ease their burden. And here is where the monk Roger of Wendover's story picks up. Quote, The Countess Godiva, who was a great lover of God's mother, longing to free the town of Coventry from the oppression of a heavy toll, often with urgent prayers besought her husband 
that from regard to Jesus Christ and his mother, he would free the town from that service and from all other heavy burdens. And when the earl sharp rebuked her for foolishly asking what was so much to his damage, and always forbade her evermore to speak to him on the subject. And while she, on the other hand, with the woman's penacity, never ceased to exacerbate her husband on the matter, he at least made her this answer. Mount your horse and ride naked before all the people through the market of the town, from one end to the other, and on your return you shall have your request. To this, Godiva replied, but will you give me permission if I am willing to do it? I will, he said. Whereupon the Countess, beloved of God, loosed her hair and let down her tresses, which covered the whole of her body like a veil. And then mounting her horse, and attended by two knights, she rode through the marketplace without being seen, except for her fair legs. And having completed the journey, she returned with gladness to her astonished husband, and obtained of him what she had asked for. For Earl Leofric freed the town of Coventry and its inhabitants from the aforesaid service and confirmed what he had done by charter. It said that after Lady Godiva completed her ride, Leofric was not only true to his word and scrapped the tax, but also underwent a religious conversion, after which the two made many gifts to the church. In the 1040s, they paid for a church in Coventry, thought to have been on the site of an earlier building, which had been destroyed by the Danes in 1016. So what happened to her after this ride? Leofric died in 1057 and was survived by Godiva. There is no clear date for her death, just that it was sometime between the Norman Conquest in 1066 and the taking of the Doomsday Survey in 1086. She was buried alongside her husband in a Benedictine monastery in Coventry, which they had funded. Um, Sadly, nothing of the monastery remains today. Okay, so the question that everyone wants to know the answer to is it a true story? Well, we know both Theofric and Lady Godiva were important figures of their time, yet there are no contemporary references to the event, which Gemma Holloman writes, quote, if we consider that Anglo-Saxon chroniclers were avidly recording every morsel of the news that came their way, it is highly suspicious that not a single one wrote about the naked ride of one of the most important women in England. Indeed, the first account of the story comes around 100 years after Godiva's death, It appears in the book Florist Historium, written by the English monk Roger of Wendover in the 13th century. Roger was a monk at St Albans Abbey. His credibility is questioned by historians as he is known to have exaggerated details in his accounts to make them more interesting. However, there is an argument that just because Wendover was the first to write it down, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. The argument claims that although contemporaries did not create a written record of the ride, it was remembered and shared by all by all stories, and this was how he came to hear it. Furthermore, this argument suggests that the story had too many particular details to be a figment of Roger's imagination. Another version of how Wendover came to know the story was provided by Richard Grafton, a chronicler from the 1560s. He suggests that the story was recorded in a lost chronicle written by the prior of Coventry Monastery sometime between 1216 and 1235. And this was where Wendover first encountered the story. So was this the only version of this story then? No, it underwent a change in the 16th century when the character of Peeping Tom was added. This new version states that before undertaking her ride, 
Lady Godiva sent out a message to the people of the town telling them to stay indoors with their windows shuttered, a request they complied with as she was popular. However, one person, a tailor named Tom, could not resist and snuck out to watch and he was blinded by the wrath of heaven for not obeying the order. The annual commentary fair kept Godiva's story alive until the Reformation when the festival was banned. It was revived in 1678 when the story changed once more and this version tells that Godiva rode through the streets on a snow-white horse accompanied by a man whose chief skill lay in his ability to make rude suggestive gestures. So this is the peeping Tom figure again. Lady Godiva's story continues to be told and has been written in songs and in verse by the late by the likes of Alfred Lord Tennyson, who wrote a famous poem called Godiva in 1840. She even gets a mention in the Queen's song, in the Queen's song Don't Stop Me Now, which was released in 1978. However, it's argued that it was Godiva, not Leofric, who was the overlord of Coventry, and that as such, she held the city in her own right and was responsible for the city's taxation, not her husband, which means, quote, if she wished to have their taxes reduced, she could do it herself. This would mean there was no need for her to make the famous ride. Furthermore, at the time the ride was alleged to have taken place, Coventry was not a, was not a significant town. The Doomsday Book recorded 69 families living in the town and one monastery. With such a small population, Coventry might not have had a marketplace for her to ride through. Lastly, the only tax levied on the people of Coventry at the time was on a reasonable t- was a reasonable toll on horses, and as such, it was seen there was no need for the ride to take place. Okay, so if Lady Godiva didn't ride through the marketplace, where did the story come from? Some sources suggest the Celtic goddess Epona, who was associated with horses and fertility and accounts of fertility ceremonies in which women would ride naked or dressed in nothing but a sheer shift were the inspiration for the story. Okay, so did the ride happen? I believe it's likely that the ride never actually happened, but what do you think? I mean, considering that no one thought to write it down until 100 years later, probably not. I mean, a naked lady on a horse is always newsworthy, then, now and always. Exactly, that would definitely be front page. Front of the Definitely. chronicle. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if she, it, she held Coventry in her own right, she could have scrapped the tax anyway. So, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily make sense. No. But I, I also admit that I wasn't, until I researched this, I wasn't 100% sure she actually existed. No, same. I thought it was a complete made-up tale about the way that a woman could you know, fix it for people. Like, a, that was, like, the job of women at the time was to, you know, get on the good side of their husbands to try and help the people. That was, like, a noble lady's job. Fair. But as always, we'd like to know what you think, so let us know on social media or in one of the polls that will be under the podcast on Spotify whether or not you think Lady Godiva made her famous ride. We'll be back soon with another Tea Break History, but until then, take care of yourselves and each other.